Welcome back to the official Leeds United podcast with me, Matthew Lewis, and the one and only Michael Bridges. How are you, pal? How are you, Michael? I'm still buzzing. I don't know about you, mate. It's taken me a while to come down because I was at Anfield and I know you were probably celebrating and oh. running around America, but um, yeah, it was, it was yeah. some night. I'm so jealous you were there, mate. I mean, that is one of those that will go down in history. I, I remember, um, obviously, Stewie's goal at the Etihad a couple of years ago with no fans in. And I think that just makes up for it, doesn't yeah. it? Well, do you know what it is? When I'm watching that and the way it developed in the the, the last minute in the drama, and it, I just thought it was incredible, and it brought back so many memories. And I, you know, I don't, I hate talking about the past and things like that, but that would give me a flashback of my late goal against Southampton when it was nil nil, the most boring game. I hit one from outside the box by a pure fluke or crook, it was, and it just flew in, and I ran <laughs> off to the fans, didn't know what the hell to do, and did that stupid little um, dance where I put the hands on my head. <laughs> and wiggled me backside but the moments like that in front of Leeds fans and when I saw when I saw him do that goal at, at Anfield Somerville I just went mental and thought good on the kid mate enjoy the moment I know they, they sort of talk about you know, obviously taking his shirt off and oh you get a yellow card but in that moment who cares right yeah. I mean like do you even like you said there are you even thinking no you're not you're, it's just pure pure adrenaline it just takes over I never had like a set um, celebration for afterwards I know Alan Shearer has we had uh, Robbie Keane I played mm. with at, at Leeds he had one where he did the little roly-poly that was really bad um, <laughs> I never had it it was just whatever happened at the time and looking back right. at that I even remember my son and daughter uh, when I showed them stuff me goes like what the hell were you doing there dad and I said I don't know I just can't remember it, it but it was an amazing feeling I admire that kind of childlike joy um, yeah. about scoring a goal um well, uh, speaking of children, um, we're going to be having the man himself. That he's only twenty-one uh, at the weekend, but we're going to be having uh, Crescencio Somerville on the show very shortly to talk about that goal and the celebration, etc. Um, but before he joins us, um, let's just talk about the game quickly yeah. as a whole. Um, yeah, go for it. What do you think? Quite a performance. It certainly was a performance, and it, it always helps. I've I've been at the bottom of the Premier League um, with Sunderland. I've you know we're getting getting relegated from the Premier League, and what seems to happen when you're down there? A lot of things go against you. you get decisions go against you. Mm. Um, which I've seen happen with Leeds United over the last few weeks. There's been things that haven't gone our way and you're kind of scratching your head going, what the hell's just yeah. happened there? The Arsenal game with the, all the gamesmanship that went on there as well. Yeah. And you start to think, oh no, everything's going against us. The first five minutes of the game when that ball from Gomez has slipped across, Van Dijk falls asleep, um, Alisson has a slip and Rodrigo has that reaction. It's moments like that where you're thinking, hang on a minute, that everything is not against us because we've got the right. press, we've got a style we can take teams we've shown that against Chelsea we just need something and Liverpool were very vulnerable after their last defeat as well but it's Anfield and you're thinking hang on a minute yeah the goal goes in obviously the next five or ten minutes they get an equaliser and I love the way the team hung on. We had numerous opportunities going forward. Jack Harrison with a, a, an opportunity. Um, and I'm just look, watching the game develop, thinking we're in this. But if we don't take our chances, right. we could be in trouble yet again. The the work rate, the the tackles were flying in. Um, I love the way Tyler Adams put one on Fabinho. Um, and I could <laughs> yeah, see Jesse. Was nice. It was brilliant. You know what it is? Because Jesse got up and he, he actually got in Klopp's face as well as much as say, I want to give you one as well, mate. Yeah. So I'm watching all the antics from the sideline and I just, you could tell the players were up for that, for the fans and for the manager. And that was mm -hmm. what they held on and held on. Now I'm thinking a point at Anfield, brilliant. We'll take Bournemouth at home next week. And then, you know, the, the moment of inspiration came and it was it was just absolutely brilliant. And I just thought that 
that that's a defining moment in our season, but also in the club's history, um, because that that's how big a moment this was. It's really important, I think, for obviously the win's fantastic, but the manner in in, yeah. in of the win is yeah. it just speaks volumes about the character yeah. of these lads because it, it has does. been a rubbish few weeks, um, yeah. and and the manner of the defeats. Um, that have been close. You know, they've been in games. They've, they've, yeah. the, like you said there. There's been, there's been pendulum swings of of, of things that have just gone the wrong way, um, and and caused not just draws but defeats. And it must be so easy for heads to drop in that circumstance. And you know, the other thing is, Matt, it's so easy to start pointing fingers and say, oh, well, the strikers aren't doing it. Right. And then the strikers going, oh, well, the defenders are leaking goals as well. Like, no, no, the strikers were performing. They got We got the goals this one. The defence hung on. Yeah, we gave them opportunities. But who was in goal? Melier. Oh, man, give that oh, guy man. give that guy a Superman cape, not just the Man of the Match award. He was absolutely magnificent and um, carried on his, his rich vein of form from, from, you know, like the amount of games I've seen him. It, you yeah. don't want to see a goalkeeper making that many saves, but when... <laughs> <laughs> because it means you've got defensive frailties, but right. well, he's he's, pro he's producing, and that that, yeah. that just galvanised everybody. Um, and just to see the fans, I mean, I wish I'd actually been in the in the end with him. I was sitting in the the box doing some bits of core comms and how I how I controlled myself. I was I was actually almost did a Tony Drago moment and screamed the house down. Um, <laughs> thankfully, I had the button on mute and I did scream. But yeah, it was it was just all round like I say, a magic moment for this season, a magic moment. Um, um, for Somerville and a magic moment for the for the club's history because I never won a game at Anfield my whole career for whoever I was playing wow. for and that's how tough it is. Well, uh, well, we should get him on and we should talk to him about it. But just before that, you mentioned the fans there and um, you know from where I was watching, I was in Winnipeg, Canada, watching the game and I felt like I could hear the Leeds fans from all the way over here. Like it, yeah. it, they were so loud, I, I barely heard Liverpool all game. Just um, was that the reaction in the stadium? Did it feel like it was just Leeds? Well, they're actually doing, the, you know, it was funny. It was just hearing all the banter between them and they're going, you're just a crowd full of tourists. Um, they, they were also singing another thing, which I can't say about them having really bad support. That was <laughs> please, the polite please, version. Please do <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no obscenities on here. And um, at that end of the ground, I was out there beforehand at the back of the ground having a look because they're just developing, the, they're, they're designing the new stand behind that end where the Leeds mm -hmm. fans were. And that's going to get pushed in and the new one's going to be demolished. So they're, they're building it behind. They nearly blew the roof off it. Nearly, nearly got demolished there that night because right. of the noise and what the way they went on. It was absolutely brilliant, and that's what they're all about. And that you know, that's why I think Leeds fans are well respected all around the country, but also hated just as much because yeah. everybody wants to be them. Well, it just shows you know these tourist clubs when they come up against uh, teams with with real fans, real history like Forest and, and Leeds, they, they can't handle it, can they? <laughs> that's what it's about, man. <laughs> Right, well, without further ado, let's welcome to the show, Crescencio Somerville. Uh, how you doing, mate? You must have had the best 21st birthday ever after uh, after that winner at the weekend. How was your birthday? Yeah, you can say that. Um, yeah, my birthday was fine, you know. Um, I scored like two hours before my birthday, so I couldn't <laughs> imagine a better birthday. So, yeah, I enjoyed it with my family back home as well. So, yeah. So you headed back to the Netherlands uh, pretty much straight after the game. What was that return home? The prodigal son comes back after scoring that goal. Your family must have been absolutely <laughs> ecstatic. Yeah, you know, um, my mother, my grandmother, everyone was just proud, you know. And for me, that feeling was like, whoa, look what I did <laughs> to my family, you know, like 
Yeah. Not only that, look what you did for the Leeds fans that were there behind the goal. I mean, I've, I've got to say, there's no better feeling than scoring in the last minute of a game and to see it against Liverpool at Anfield in the the, the moment that it was, uh, it, it was just it was just absolutely amazing. I know, I know. I, I just when when the ball enters the call and I saw the net moving, I was like, whoa, what just <laughs> happened to me? You know, the fans they went crazy and. Yeah, I just thought like I wanted to jump in the crowd, you know, like <laughs> to to cheer with them. But um, yeah, I don't know what to do, you know. <laughs> in scoring that goal, um, how much of it was just instinct? Because I mean, the, the bit of skill that you do there to just nip it round the defender, and then the first time on the outside of your boot. I mean, are you even thinking about that at the time, or is it just reflex? Yeah, I heard that a lot, like from former coaches, like. I play a lot like with reflexes. It's not like I'm thinking what what I'm doing, the next action. It's just like when I get the ball, things happen, you know? Right, right. And there I just thought like you in the box, you around three players, just do it, do something, create something. And yeah, I did did that. Some amazing thing, you know? Do you know what it is, Matt? You can you can coach and practice moments in the games, right? And you can coach and practice when you get the ball down, driving at the back four, get yourself in 1v1 situations. When you're inside that penalty area, there's only so much you can do, especially when right. you're trying to replicate the moment that he found himself in. And it becomes then its instinct. And I just think that moment your head's down, you've, you've taken your touch and just to, to get something on it and to see, like you were just saying before, to actually see it hit the back of the net, it, it's just instinct. And that that's something that you can't coach and that is a natural ability. And there's players like I've played with in the past where you can, you can get them in their moments and they can't score the goals and they can't deliver and you can try and try and try. And something when you go over that white line and play in front of a crowd to be able to do that. And that's why it was so iconic this moment because of the magnitude and for me being an ex-player witnessing what you did and to see that instinct was absolutely tremendous and I, I was in the crowd going absolutely crazy myself so it was great <laughs> thank you I appreciate it but um, to be honest you know I don't think I can do do it again so yeah <laughs> I have to be happy with this one. We might need you to. You can. You'll do it in the next game as well, so don't you worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully. You just mentioned the fans there about how you wanted to run and jump into the crowd. Just how is that? I mean, obviously you're at Anfield, one of the great, great stadiums of history, Um, but the Leeds fans were just unstoppable that night. They were so loud. And and obviously if the, the difficult last couple of months that we've had, how useful is that for you guys as players out on the field, having having that away support there? For me, uh, when I came here, um, I heard about the fence already, but now I um, experienced it on the pitch as well, like being on the bench, sometimes on the pitch. And for me, the Leeds fans, they are the best fans I've ever seen in my life, you know, like, um, like uh, with the crowd, like supporting us everywhere, everywhere where I go, even if it is London, um, Australia, um, Spain, no matter where, the fan base is so big. And yeah, that's what I love from Leeds. Like they're showing you all love. They are supporting us every time. Even when we were like almost in the relegation, you know, um, uh, last year, like Mm -hmm. every game, full stadium. And yeah, that's what I love from the Leeds fans. They, They keep supporting us every game. 
do you know what sums it up for me? And you, you, obviously, you were playing the game, you celebrated the goal. But Matt'll Matt'll understand this. The the thing for me, I love the Leeds fans, how they were antagonising Liverpool fans, saying you're just a crowd full of tourists. And I had a look round, and every <laughs> Liverpool supporter down that bottom end had the camera phones out and they were recording the atmosphere. Right. The goal went in, and the celebrations. There's an unbelievable scene. Not one Leeds fan I can see with a the camera. They are there for a reason. And that is to support the team and cheer these lads on. They're not there with their camera phones out. You run away celebrating the goal, your shirt's off. And there wasn't any cameras from the Leeds fans to witness it because they were there for a reason. And that is to support the lads. And I think that typifies your diehard supporters and what Leeds fan base is, as opposed to a lot of other clubs. Yeah. That was yeah. a magic moment. Yeah. They, they just living in the moment, you know, and that's, that's, yeah. that's uh, nice. What, what they feed off as well, though. I mean, you guys left everything out on the field. You know, you played the, the whole game. Well, you, you know, came off just before the end, but the majority of the game, and they saw that you guys were leaving everything, everything out on the field. It seems like everyone has really rallied um, behind Jesse, the manager. I mean, I think did we outrun Liverpool by 11, 12 kilometers or something? And um, you have to really buy into a project to to run those figures. Um, so, what was it like um, from Jesse after the game? What did he say to you? Actually, to me, he just said to me like. Um, yeah, uh, good goal, good game uh, against a hard opponent. Um, but I'm gonna tell you this, Cree, this is just the beginning, you know, you're young, uh, be humble, be hungry. Um, this is your time. I told you that um, I got belief in you, um, but you have to show me every day in training and in the games when you get the minutes. And uh, yeah, basically like um, as a young kid, you're gonna fly like, um, oh, I scored against Liverpool. And he said to me like, be humble and be hungry to get even more things and just put me on the ground. Like, okay, we go again next week. And I think that's really good for me because um, I have to stay focused. And I think to the team, he said, it was a good game, it was a hard game. Um, we were very lucky like um, to come one or up uh, like early in the game. Uh, Couple things we have to improve, but um, yeah, we sh we we showed um, our anger, our fight to uh, a good opponent, and uh, yeah, we have to go again. But we trained a lot on uh, our mistakes today, like uh, pressing, going in, um, like what Jesse said, swarming to the to the weak mm -hmm. side. Like things like that to improve against Bournemouth. Yeah, well, I've got to say, I think the the images after the game as well. I saw a lot of players going up and actually grabbing Jesse and giving him a massive, massive cuddle because they, you know, the players knew how how huge that was. But I just thought the rapport. It just seems like the team are still very together. You know, there was a lot of outside noise from the media about the results that were going on, and having been with Leeds United on the preseason, I've said to, to Matt and, and Emma when we done previous podcasts, being with you was on the preseason tour. I saw the togetherness. I saw what Jesse was going to bring to this team and it was going to take time and we've seen it against Chelsea the second half against Arsenal against Liverpool what what we are capable of doing but it was just nice to see the players go up to Jesse and give them um, give them that big cuddle because that shows me that everybody's still on the same page and people like you are, are, are reaping the benefits as well getting your opportunity yeah yeah we we are standing by Jesse and also like this, this one was for the fans as well and um, yeah for ourselves because I think most of the times in the game um, we are very often like um, very close but then it's like 2-1 or 
against Fulham, like we gave it away too easy. Well, we we're the better team, you know. So I think this one is for Jesse, for us, and for the fans, you know. Well, I, I can tell you as a fan, we appreciate. Um, <laughs> you've obviously, you know, you spent a lot of time. Um, under 23s and, and, and under 21s and uh, it was really nice after the game um, to see that reaction from uh, from Joffe and Greenwood when they were, they were coming to give you a hug after after your goal. Um, what's that transition f- been like for you guys moving up to the first team and, and do you feel like now that is do you feel like a senior player now now after after that goal? I mean you've had you know is it your second uh, first team start in the in the in the Premier League, do you feel like you're established now and you're ready to kick on in the in the first team? Yeah, I think I was I was already like ready, you know. Um, not just after this call, I felt like um, before the preseason when we went to Australia, I had a good conversation with Jesse, and um, since then I felt like part of the team, and I was really pushing in training to show him what I'm capable of, and. Uh, yeah, I think hard work uh, pays off, you know. Um, I just kept going and uh, that's why he gave me my first start against Leicester City. So, yeah, I think uh, for me, for Sam Greenwood, for Joffy, um, I think Christopher Klaas and Leo Helder, every young player got good opportunities with Jesse if you just work hard and uh, wants to fight for this team, you know. Now I've got a question. I'm I'm a massive social media nut as well. I, I love following things on on the social networks, and I, we saw people like Rafinha, current teammates from the 21s and 23s, sending you congratulation messages, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. But give the fans and uh, me and Matt an idea. Did anyone unexpected get in touch and give you like a congratulations message? To be honest, uh, I didn't read uh, all of my messages, but. I saw one a legend of Leeds. Um, I didn't. I didn't send you a message, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is he called? Floyd Hasselbank. Jimmy. Oh, yes. Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. Floyd. Yes. Good. Yes. 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 People are calling you Jimmy. That's your new nickname, Jimmy Somerville. Was oh, a, is it? Yeah. Yeah. He was a, the lead singer of the Communards, and so everyone's calling you Jimmy. That's your new chant from the from the from the crowd. Okay, okay. So if I heard in the if I can hear in the game, Jimmy, then I know it's me. That's you, yeah. mate. Yeah, that is yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, no problem. Because Jimmy Floyd, I was looking forward. I joined Leeds United in ninety nine, two thousand, and Jimmy Floyd was was there. And by the time that I'd signed, Jimmy had left and gone to Atletico Madrid, and I was absolutely devastated that I never got the opportunity to play alongside Jimmy. Um, yeah. But obviously, one man's loss was another man's gain. But yeah, Jim, Jimmy, that that's nice to know that he's done that, and the Leeds fans will. will appreciate that because he's, he's a legend around the grounds yeah that's nice that's nice I saw it and I was surprised well speaking of um of compatriots um you know fellow Dutchman um what was it like uh just going back to the goal uh clinching that against um against your your, your other compatriot Van Dyke? how was that because it was him that you kind of snuck inside of as well to get the goal that must have felt pretty good yeah you know um is the captain of yeah, the, the first team of uh, the Dutch squad so for me it felt like um it's just a captain, you know. I just realized it after the game. And <laughs> <laughs> in the game, I was like, I don't care who I'm up against, you know. But after I'm going to realize, like, whoa, I just did it to him, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, got, I, I got respect for him. But on the pitch, it's just everyone wants to win. So, yeah. 
So I feel sorry for him. Well, he's not going to forget you because you give him his <laughs> first ever loss at Anfield, I do believe. Is that right, Matt? I know. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he is never going to forget you. And by the way, you're a marked man next time, but just do the same <laughs> one, please, will you? <laughs> I will, I will, I will, yeah. Um, we also mentioned Rafinha there, who obviously congratulated you. You um, you have the, the, the latest owner of the number 10 shirt at Leeds. Um, what, was the, what was the story with that? Was that a Somerville choice or was that something that was given to you by... By Jesse, how did you come to inhabit the number ten shirt? Yeah, it was like a summer full choice, you know. Um, I came back from the preseason, uh, and I told my agent. No, I spoke with my agent, and they told me like, um, "Leeds want to renew your contract," and I was happy at the moment. So I thought like, "Yeah, it's nice to her, a nice moment for me and my family, for myself as well." So. I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, um, I got faith in myself. I believe in myself and my ability. So I asked Raf- Rafinha for um, his number 10. Like, can I do the same what you did for Leeds? He just told me like, yes, bro, do it. You know, you got it. Um, I, I spoke with the uh, captain as well, Liam Cooper. I spoke with Calvin Phillips as well. So it wasn't like, it was just my decision. I just spoke right. with a couple of people and then yeah, it just happened, you know. I thought I would take this challenge and go for it. That shows big kahunas. I like that because that is a hell of a challenge and you back yourself. But it's always, it's a lot easier. I love what you're saying there. When you get offered a new contract, that's the time when you're thinking, Matt, here we go. What else can I get in this contract? So it's time, time <laughs> to strike while the iron is hot. Yeah. So that is, um, I credit you for taking that on. And um, from what you've done so far, just just keep it up. Like you say, the, you, you mentioned there, the, the hard work pays off. And I found as well which you'll appreciate is when you get them opportunities you take them I always say to the to the, the kids that I coach nowadays as well when they get them first team opportunities they, they think how hard you've worked up to this point but it gets even harder and if the ones that are up for the, the hard work and the challenge now they're the ones that go on to be the biggest and best players in the world so um, I wish you all the best and with your mentality I know you're going to you're going to go on to, to great things with Leeds United I couldn't agree more uh, I, I second that from, from Bridges it's been really fantastic watching you develop at Leeds and um, yeah this is the start of something beautiful I think I've got to ask you you will not know the player that I grew up to to love was one of my heroes it was a guy called Chris Waddle he was called the magician he was a winger and um, I loved Chris so who who was do you have any idols or people that you looked up to that inspired you in football as players or or outside of football Um, as a footballer yeah um, I think Neymar yeah outside of football not really I think just my dad yeah Yeah, good good answer just my dad yeah yeah it's a fair one well I just wanted to ask about uh, this coming game Um, you know with with Bournemouth obviously beating Liverpool at Anfield is is one for the history books but um, it's games like this that that are really going to Keep us developing in this in this league. So how do you, how does everyone feel about about Bournemouth and how do how do you feel? Uh, is it going to be three in a row for you on the score sheet? I would say yes. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're at number ten. <laughs> yeah, of course. So now for me, like um, it's like two days now uh, after the Liverpool game. Uh, I just put it away. It's in the past now. Um, it's nights, but um, now we have to keep focusing on uh, Saturday. You know, um, new game at home as well nice uh, opportunity to build up the momentum, you know, and uh, get some points before the break, you know. Yeah, I got trust in us. It's going to be obviously a very 
different game with the way that Liverpool like to come at us and then maybe Bournemouth might not. Um, are you guys sort of preparing for that and preparing for a very, very different um, structure to the, to the game on Saturday? Yes, of course, of course, because the game against Liverpool, um, we knew like this was a game against the ball. So um, we are going to have probably uh, have the ball more and uh, we can play our play like... Um, coming into the spots like in the 10 like with Jack with Brandon uh, and yeah just uh, we can create more against Liverpool was more against the ball more mm. running what you said yeah we outrun then so yeah. yeah I think the one that gets me is what, I, what I've really admired over the last few games especially the second half against Arsenal at home and Liverpool away the second half I know one man's loss was another man's gain Rodrigo coming off got the goal um, against Liverpool came off and the dynamics in the second half against Arsenal with, with uh, Patrick coming on and pressing from the front I think that shows like, as, a, as a coach tactically Jesse understands it he sees it he passes that knowledge on to the players at half time so obviously the, the education level of what Jesse has shown the team and you was taking on board is that being so refreshing for you is he does he simplify it so that you can understand when to press how to press and, and where we go yes yes I think um, with him it's very clear like everyone knows their job you know even when you come uh, into the pitch it's like you know what to do and that's why I love this group you know like with corners as well or with free kicks um, with pressing everyone knows how to press how to do their thing so you just go like a unit everywhere and it's okay you in the games, you know? I know I said we'd let you go, but you've sucked me back in now. <laughs> yeah. um, with that, um, just on, on that thought of um, of tactics, obviously um, at Liverpool at halftime, you switch sides with, with Jackie. Is that something you're comfortable doing or is that something new to you, being able to play both both wings? No, I can, I can play both wings, but um, Jesse just wanted me to play right and Jack uh, to play left. So there was no reason for that, but... Um, it was better, I think, at the moment. Seemed to work out. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the di- that's what I love about the, the the players and the dynamics. Sometimes I've played with players in the past where they've been asked to switch and, and go from one side of the field to the other and you see the, the shoulders and you're like, oh, do I have to go and do that? Or some some will actually I've seen refuse to do that. You know, when we've got versatility in the team, we've got players that respect what the coach is after. There's nothing better. There's nothing better because that I think that's a, a two-way street and that's refreshing to hear. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, because, yeah, I'm not asking the coach, like, why am I playing right or left? It's just like, he wants the best for me, so I trust him on that and I will do my best for him. So, yeah, that's why. Amazing. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us uh, today, mate. I imagine your your demands are very high currently, not only with the game, but obviously a lot of people wanting to talk to you about the weekend. So, really appreciate you taking some time out to chat to me and Michael here. And um, can't wait to see you on Saturday. Yes, me too. Thank you for the conversation. No worries, Good luck mind. Saturday and for the rest of the season and your career. I'm watching out for you. Top man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, how good was that? I mean, uh, that was. I love talking to him. He just seems like he's on cloud nine right now, and and within good reason. I like what he said, though. You know, the manager Jesse said, "Enjoy the moment. You know, you're going away for your birthday. Keep it, keep it calm. You're coming back to earth, and and you've got to enjoy it because football is about highs and lows." But I thought the way he spoke, you know, you can tell, he's still very, very shy man. But yeah. when he's talking about football. He's so confident, taking yeah. the ten shirt, asking the players whether we can have it with the respect level that he showed this, and I just think with the the level headed lad that he has and the guidance of um, Jacko and the backroom staff that have been there, and the relationship he's got. He mentioned Greenwood, he mentioned Joffy. I just think it's the the dynamics and the chemistry brilliant, and it was just a, a pleasure to listen um, and, and and get an insight as to what went on. 
Did you ever? Did you ever demand a shirt? Did you ever say that's got my name on it? That one. Do you know what it is? I didn't. I had that many clubs. I would love to have kept one number, but I was never that good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> my, I, I, I st- I've still got the number eight in my um, email address from Leeds United. So there you have go. You it's really? Michael Bridge. I have. It's Michael Bridges eight, and then I'll, I'll not Brilliant. say the rest. But yeah, I've got my number in there because it's that was probably the only single figure number that I got in my career. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as uh, Crescencio said there, you know, it's uh, that's in the past now. We're moving on to, to Bournemouth. So what are your thoughts for, for this weekend? Going to be a very different game, isn't it? Yeah, completely different game. And when you think, you know, after what O'Neill has done there, they've had a really good uh, good um, turn of form under the new management after their, their flogging. But what they have showed in the last match, you know, when, you, when you're 2-0 up at home and you, you end up getting beat 3-2, you, you, you're mm. going to be feeling very, very flat. And then knowing that a team have gone to Anfield and produced a result, uh, I think it's a very, very good time to play them, especially at home. Last game of the season, going into the, the winter or the World Cup break, and the fans are going to be buzzing from it. They're going to want to give the, the lads are going to want to give them a send off and a farewell. And you, you don't need any more motivation. That you, you've just right. you, that confidence that team are, are breathing off at this moment in time. I mean, I, even the one there was a slight tackle from um, uh, Rasmus. He, he made oh, a slight yeah. tackle, celebrating. Yeah, and he celebrated like he, he'd scored a goal. So yeah. that you know that even even seeing that type of moment, I'm going. These lads are up for this. They believe. So you've got to take the same mentality yeah. into the game against Bournemouth and the the one is um Kiefer Moore. He he he's a handful. So you know mm-hmm. so they've they've got the depends which way they're gonna go. They've got the aerial presence um of, of Keefe and he's obviously got himself a few goals. If we can handle that in the set plays, I don't think we'll have any problem with the press in the confidence levels. The, obviously, Ellen Road being um, a very difficult place. We talk about it every week. I just saw an article. Um, they've recorded the noise levels at stadiums across Europe, and um, there's only two Premier League teams in the top ten, and uh, it's us and Newcastle. So sorry about about that, Bridges. Yeah, not not Sunderland, not quite snuck in there. Um, <laughs> but uh, but Leeds Leeds are in there in the top ten, and um, so when Bournemouth come, like the fans are going to play a huge a huge part of that. I I, I assume. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, and that's what I, I think just watching the the fans and the Leeds fans the ones that go away the, the, you know the diehards I mentioned the cameras that there was none of it they're there for a reason they're there to enjoy the moment and, and be part of it uh, Ellen Road there's nothing nothing beats it so Bournemouth have got to come they're going to play their part but you, you won't hear them they'll, right. they'll get drowned out They'll get round now, mate. They're just there as part of the um, just part of, part of the show just to add to it but they won't they won't have a say <laughs> and they'll be very quiet when we. They'll be very quiet when we win three points. That's going to be a hell of a long journey home with no points. Yeah, right. Well, I, I'm not going to ask you a prediction. I don't, I'm not going to put you on the spot for a score. I don't give numbers. I don't there give we go. numbers. Matt. I don't. No, I will I'm say not, there will be a win though. I'm not going to ask you, one, but there's going to be a W. So just one, one last thing. What, what do you think? Do you expect Bournemouth to come and and do the, the the low block, as it were? Do you think they're going to come and try and hope that we make mistakes, or do you think they'll try and play? I've seen them do both this season. Yeah. Um, and it depends what, what respect they show us. If, I, if I'm taking over and I'm putting my coaching head on with O'Neill, I'm, I'm sitting back and absorbing pressure and trying to trying to get us on the counter-attack. And yeah. you'll get that through the likes of Solanke. Um, you've got to sit back and absorb and then set plays will be another one. That would be my game because if we go and try and play a pressing game against a team that do the counter-press and also press very well in the moments when we get it right, it could be curtains. 
for for Bournemouth. So I'm I'm saying they're going to come out, sit back, and then we've just got to bide our time. Um, we've got to mm-hmm. try and get in their moments of the game, stay, stay in the game, and just hope for an error from them at the back when we do get the press right, um, or from them little moments like we saw. If something is going to fall in and around that penalty area, be instinct. Don't try and there's a couple of moments I've seen Patty this season where he, he just needs something to go in off his backside or his nose <laughs> or something right. like that. You're trying everything. Just relax in no. the moment and just do something instinct. Don't think about it too much. And that's what we saw from Somerville. He talked about it there. That that they're the moments that can that can define your um, your career and your season. So um I'm saying we'll we'll get it either way. I'm hoping that they do come out and press because that'll that'll really, really benefit the space for us. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's a W from Michael Bridges. So uh, enjoy Saturday, guys, if you can. And uh, see you next week. 